Let's start off today's message with a bit of word association, shall we? How do you respond to the following words? Lazy. Insecure. Ignorant. Thoughtless. Immature. Time for a little bit of soul searching here. I bet most of your reactions were negative. I bet almost all your reactions were negative. I'd even put money on the fact that immediately some walls started going up. I bet you immediately with with some of you, defenses immediately started coming up. I bet immediately old hurts were stirred up. Perhaps pride was stirred up. Perhaps fear was evoked. And I just let a, read a list of words. There's obstacles that we have in our lives that sometimes just come out of nowhere. Sometimes it's just hearing a word. Sometimes it's something we see. Sometimes it's something we smell. Sometimes it's a drive. We don't know. And things come up, and a lot of times there's obstacles that arise that prevent us from hearing from God, that prevent our minds from hearing what the Lord wants to speak to us. I want to go over those words real quick, lazy. It means unwilling to work or use energy. Unwilling to use energy. Or work. I was gloriously lazy lying on the beach in Mexico. Even to the point where there are times where Kara or Cadence would ask me, hey, Dad, you want to do lunch? No. No. I'll eat later. I'm just, no, we're good. Go without me. Why? Because I was unwilling to exert energy at that moment. I was unwilling to work. All in all, laziness isn't the most positive of words. But I want to point out, there's times that there's a place for laziness. If it is your day off, if, if it's a day of rest, why not? Insecure. I have insecurities. I do. You have insecurities. We all do. We all do. Neither good nor bad. I, I don't think I'll ever overcome insecurities. I think the day I draw my last breath here on earth, there'll still be insecurities. I think that's a part of life. But we shouldn't be beat up over them. We shouldn't let them have this sort of ungodly power in our lives. Ignorant. Do you guys know what ignorant means? Without knowledge. Uneducated. I'm ignorant of software engineering. 100% ignorant. I'm okay with it. I am. I'm okay with that ignorance. If I want to change that ignorance, I can read a book, I can go to school, or I can hang out with some engineers, but I'm letting you know I am ignorant of that, and I'm okay with that. But yet, of course, if you call me ignorant, what's going to happen? I go fight. I mean, I don't know if I can fight, but you know. Thoughtless. Thoughtless is one of those things that stings, right? Sometimes we're thoughtless. Sometimes we don't give thought to our actions or the effects of our words. And, and that goes for all of us. Now, thoughtless doesn't define me and thoughtless doesn't define you, but there are times we're thoughtless, right? Immature. 
Sometimes I act childish, and sometimes I'm okay with it. There are areas of my life I am underdeveloped, which is one of the definitions of immature. There's areas in my life that God is growing me and stretching me and maturing me and you. So there's some areas you're immature in, but you're growing or walking this walk together. If we take away the pride and the fear and the hurt or the bitterness or the unforgiveness from that wound, and we don't allow those filters to tint our view, then we can have some really great conversations about some of these things and honestly about anything. We can talk about difficult things without feeling attacked or belittled or less than. If we take away those filters, we can have some really productive self-examination. If we take away those filters, we can have some really healing times with the Lord. So how do we take away those filters? We run to Jesus. We run to him. We ask him for help. We, we present these things. We broach the subject. And we say, Lord, would you help me with pride? Uh, I, I really responded with a negative pride on that one. And I want to get it right next time I'm faced with this. Would you help me? Lord, fear. Lord, you're, you're in your presence. There's joy, there's peace, there's love, but there's not fear. And, and Lord, right now, I, I just feel afraid. Would you help me? Would you just come to me right now? Can I be, make me more aware of your presence? Forgiveness. That one's challenging because we actually have to choose to forgive. We've got to choose to forgive. If we constantly give pride and fear and unforgiveness to God, then he can speak some really amazing things to us. We can have some incredible conversations with God. If we won't give fear and pride and unforgiveness to God, then we are brutally limited in our ability to hear from God because they are barriers. Pride is a barrier to hearing from God. Fear is a barrier to hearing from God. Unforgiveness is a barrier to hearing from God. There's other barriers. These are just the three I'm going to focus on today because when we're talking about voices and hearing from God, it's important we talk about ways that we're able to hear from God and ways to remove obstacles so that we can hear from God. Please turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 1. And while you're at it, you can just go a chapter uh, uh, later and you can go to uh, James chapter 1 um, and, and we'll be there. But we're going to start with Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Hebrews 1, 1 and 2. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. I'm going to read that same passage. I love that passage. That was out of the English Standard. But I want to read it out of the Passion Translation. And, and it just really, um, 
really cool. Let me read this. Throughout our history, God has spoken to our ancestors by his prophets in many different ways. The revelation he gave them was only a fragment at a time. So a piece at a time, building one truth upon another. But to us, living in these last days, God now speaks to us openly in the language of a son. The appointed heir of everything. For through him, God created the panorama of all things and all time. Isn't that good? Knowing that Jesus is available and present at any time to speak to us through his word at any given moment. Friends, we should search scripture with hunger and urgency, with a sense of importunity. If you don't have a Bible, Leave here today with a Bible. We have Bibles. We'll give you a Bible. Because it's a way to immediately hear from God. I, I, I encourage people all the time, you want to hear from God? Open up to Matthew and anything to the right. Just, just read and pray, read and pray. Talk, pause, pray. Listen. And see what he's speaking in his word. At any given time, we can hear from God. That is a blessing. That is a thrill. Seek God more than anything. We're to go to God regarding the season of our life. Because a lot of times we're seeking God for the next thing. Lord, I want to know the next thing. I want to know the next thing. And God's like, I want you to celebrate right now. I want your eyes to be open to see what I'm doing right now. Not just then. Not just in the future. Not just what's next. What am I doing now? I'm at work now. I love you now. Look what I'm doing. Look at the ways I'm touching you, providing for you. Celebrate now in me. Church, sometimes we do get lazy. We do. And not even the good laying on the beach kind of lazy. But like, like the unfortunate kind of lazy. Sometimes our minds get set on wanting to hear from God through someone else instead of hearing from God directly from him. You know, somebody, you know, comes in with a, with a prophetic gift or a prophetic anointing and all of a sudden we tense up a little because we're like, Lord, I just want to hear from you. And he's like, I'm speaking all the time, my boy. I'm speaking all the time, my girl. And then if we don't get that word from that prophetic gift who comes in, we get what? We get discouraged because we're like, oh, Lord, I wanted to hear from you. He's like, you can right now. I think you're awesome. Let's take a moment together. But we get lazy. We want to hear from God, from someone else, for us, instead of going straight to him, instead of spending time in his word. If I'm totally being honest, there's sometimes that, that folks want to hear from God, from this gift right here in this pulpit, whether it's someone on our pastoral team. And that's great. That's a way to hear from the Lord, but I'm telling you, it doesn't take the place of being alone with God. It doesn't take the place of being in his presence and opening his word and saying, God, I'm listening. I'm listening, and I believe you're speaking. So just would you remove any boundary that's blocking me from hearing you? 
There's a bunch of scriptures we use out of context. Let me look around the room. I was looking for like the biggest dudes. I think Andy's still got the title of biggest dude. So if, if and Ronan's right here in the front row. So if Ronan stood here and Andy stood there and Andy started running full speed through Ronan in an effort to get through Ronan, to, an effort to go through, Ronan can stand here all he wants and say, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. And, and that joker's getting run over. He's going to get plowed over. I love that scripture. That's Chris's favorite scripture. I love it. And, you know, I, I love that athletes wore that. You know, football players back in the day wore that on their little towels. Um, if Ronan's standing there quoting scripture, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Which, by the way, that passage is about, about I've had little and I've had much, and this I've learned. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's about seasons, and it's about resources and finances and abundance and lack. He could be sitting there going, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me, and Andy starts running, and Jesus would be like, Ronan, move! Stop quoting scripture! My boy, move! Isn't that what you quote? Move. I think one of the scriptures that we that we quote and even this out of a lack of knowing, which I refer to as ignorance. It's a lack of knowing. We quote Amos three seven, which says, For the Lord does nothing without revealing his secret to his servants, the prophets. We quote that and we think that, that applies today when this is an old covenant word spoken by a prophet to a rebellious and unrepentant people. If you look at the heading in your Bible, if you look at the heading of, of Amos chapter 3, it probably says something along the lines of, mine says, Israel's guilt and punishment. Israel's guilt and punishment. That's the context for that. It's old covenant. Let me, let me unpack this. In the Old Testament, Jesus didn't speak to people because Jesus hadn't come on the scene yet. So in the Old Testament, God spoke to his people through prophets. Yeah, you can call it out. That's the perfect answer. Prophets. That's how he spoke to his people, through prophets. Now, he still speaks prophetically. He still speaks through prophets and, and praise God for the Ephesians 4 gifts, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher. And God speaks beyond those gifts and he speaks to us, the body. Praise God. But at that time, he only spoke through prophets. Okay, so do we get the picture? And so when Amos says, God does nothing except what he first reveals to his prophets, it was true then in context of the rebellion of Israel. But I'm telling you right now, the heading of Israel's guilt and punishment, Jesus satisfied that on the cross for Mark Harper. He satisfied that on the cross for Kara Harper, who I know has a relationship with Christ. For all of us who would believe in Jesus, he's... He satisfied the wrath of God. Completed work. Old covenant, new covenant. Now, God does lots of awesome things and he speaks through his son, Jesus. The language of God right now is the language of the son. The son of God. That's what Hebrews 1.1 said. That's what we just read. When it comes to hearing from God, 
We don't have to go through man. We don't have to go through a prophet or a priest or a pastor or anybody. The veil has been torn from top to bottom. And we have access to God anytime we want. Even when we're dirty. Even when we just blew it. Even when we sinned. We can come before him and say, Lord, I repent. I turn. I, I blew it again. Lord, I bring it to you. Are we getting this? Hebrews 1, 2. I want to read it again. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by his son. By his son. I'm desperate to hear from the Lord. I love hearing from the Lord. If I can hear from the Lord anytime, I'll, I'll still myself. And I'll be present with my present God. And just so we're clear, when it talks about hearing, because this is kind of an interesting thing. Uh, we, we, we mainly hear from the Lord here, in our hearts, or here, you know, in our head. Sometimes even to the point where it gets mistaken for a thought. We're like, oh, was that just me? Or, Lord, was that you? And you know what? If we'll stay in that moment and still keep talking to the Lord, he'll clarify He'll let, he'll let you know what voice it is. When we hear a word, the very first thing, we, and, and not, not just like reading scripture, but when we hear something, we're like, Lord, is that you? What's the very first thing we should do to confirm whether or not it's from the Lord? We should get into his word and see what his word has to say about it. There's all kinds of concordances, and you go to blueletterbible.org, and all types of apps, and you can go, you know, Lord, I'm doing a search on... Mercy, and you get every scripture on mercy. See what the Lord says about mercy, about forgiveness, about basketball. There's nothing on basketball, but you can do a search. Maybe it says something on basketball. We didn't. But we bounce it off his word. We use the word of God as our gauge to say, Lord, is this you? If you think you have a right to hold unforgiveness against a brother, a sister, a father, a mother, a friend, a stranger, and you think you've heard from God saying you have the right to have unforgiveness, you haven't heard from the Lord on that because his word doesn't say that. It says just as we have been freely forgiven, we must freely forgive. And that doesn't let the person off the hook. That doesn't let the person off the hook for what they did. All that does is says, I'm going to have no barrier between me and you, Lord. So I forgive because I make this about me and you and not about anyone who's hurt me. So Lord, I forgive because I acknowledge you have freely forgiven me. You've even forgotten, not forgotten me, forgotten my sins. I have notes. Let me see where they are. So I want to talk about three mental barriers, and it's pretty quick. Three mental barriers to hearing from God. So we've all noticed that like, there's a huge variety in the quality of reception on a cell phone, right? If you drive through Erie at all, you know this. All, all you got to do is make sure I'm heading the right direction. There we go. Okay, so take Erie Parkway, turns into Isabel. So basically Erie Parkway and 287. Start there and head east. You'll get a dropped call as soon as you get to the next neighborhood which I don't know what that school is right there. There's like a roundabout and 
whatever that neighborhood is, drop call there. Then you call, you pick up the phone, call Andy. Andy, I'm sorry, I was just stupid the first roundabout. And then you get another drop call before you get the county line road, okay? Because there's another dead spot. And you're like, dang it, I gotta pop by the church. So you come to the church and you have momentary reception. And then as you're leaving, when you get kind of near the Burger King, you get a drop call again. And you think maybe I can make it through, and maybe you do until you get to Brig Street. And, it, and it, you dropped call at Brig Street. Then you get up into Collier's Hill area. You're like, yeah, call. Oh, dropped call. And then you see that there's no mountains in front of you. It's just plains. You're heading east. I'm pointing the wrong direction. Where's east? This way? Yeah. I was, I was close. Um, and then you get to Erie High School, and you get another dropped call. It varies. You ever just pull over when you get that clear spot? Like, okay, I'm at Collier's Hill. Okay, I'm good now. Talk fast. Tell me what you had to tell me. The same is true with you and I in hearing from God. Sometimes we have to position ourselves in that place of clarity where that we can hear from the Lord and not just go about our route and not just go about our path and not just get frustrated over drop call and clarity and drop call and clarity and what? What? Say it again. Last thing I heard was boogie. I think you said boogie. That's the last thing I heard. Sometimes we just got to pull over and say, I just can't wait. I want you to hear me, but more importantly, Lord, I need to hear from you. Sometimes we never give God a chance to talk to us at all. Sometimes we've made up our mind. We do what we want to do. We purpose in our hearts not to do what God wants to do if it contradicts what we want to do. Our hearts sometimes become hardened. Sometimes we're unwilling to listen. But if you really want to hear from God, and what follower of Jesus doesn't want to hear from God, then you have to understand what's keeping you from hearing from God. James 1, 18 through 21 says this. God was delighted to give us birth by the truth of his infallible word. We are born again into truth, into Christ Jesus by his word so that we would fulfill his chosen destiny for us and become the favorite ones out of all his creation. Say favorite ones. Say favorite one. Say that's me. You're correct. And it's me. It's us. We're his favorite ones of all creation. I love dogs. God loves us more than dogs. We're his favorite ones. My dearest brothers and sisters, take this to heart. Be quick to listen, but slow to speak. And be slow to become angry, for human anger is never a legitimate tool to promote God's righteous purpose. So this is why we abandon everything morally impure in all forms of wicked conduct. Instead, with a sensitive spirit, we absorb God's word, which has been implanted with our nature for the word of life has power to continually deliver us. Jesus has power to continually deliver us, to continually set us free and strengthen us and heal us. 
First thing I want to talk about that keeps our minds closed to God's message is pride. Pride keeps us from being open to the possibility that God might want to say something to you. Pride closes the door. Pride puts up a barrier to even the possibility of it. If we think we don't need God in our life, then we're probably not listening for God to speak, right? If we think we don't need him, then why would we listen to something we don't need? Humility acknowledges we need God. Humility acknowledges uh, God's still working on some things in me. There's some areas of immaturity in my life. Humility acknowledges I didn't hear God because of that stupid insecurity that rises up. And what I think I missed what you said. Could you, could you run that back, please? If you want to handle things yourself, then you got this. And you don't need anybody's help. You don't need anybody's interference. You got it. You're probably not listening to God. Pride keeps us from hearing God. And pride is such a hard, difficult barrier because it is linked to our soul. It is linked to our mind. It is linked to our will. It is linked to our emotions. If you aren't hearing from God, maybe start with pride. Start here. Maybe that's not the thing, but it's, it's a decent starting point. Start with pride. Acknowledge that we need him. Acknowledge that you need him. And, and set those things of our will aside and say, Lord, I want and need to hear you beyond my will. Lord, more than I want to be right, I want you to be right. Lord, I need you to be right. By the way, let me go ahead and segue this. Married couples, this is an incredible prayer. Actually, anybody, it's an incredible prayer. Anybody. If, you're, if you have a relationship with anybody, friendship, relationship, romance, marriage, whatever, this is an incredible prayer. When you all of a sudden find that it gets tense, then stop in that moment and go, hey, I'm just going to pray real quick, and we're going to ask the Lord to, to we're just going to invite him in. And then pray this, Lord, uh, we need you to be right. Lord, Kara doesn't want to be right, and I don't want to be right. Not at the expense of you not being right, Lord. We need you to be right. So, Lord, we yield to you, and we say, Lord, would you, would you have your way? We want you to be right. So, Lord, I, and you could stop praying right there. That's a pretty great prayer right there. Lord, I surrender my will. I surrender my arguments. I, I lay down my ammunition. Lord, would you be right? Phenomenal prayer. Phenomenal prayer. Should be prayed often. Anytime we're kind of up against that pride. Number two, the second mental barrier that keeps us from hearing God is fear. Are you afraid to hear God speak? It's a fair question. Because for us, it means different things. Are you afraid to hear God speak? For some people, what I just said is, are you afraid to be a nut job? Are you afraid to be a religious fanatic? A weird religious fanatic? Because that's what some of us associate hearing with God. Oh, the only people that hear from God are like the son of Sam, you know, his dog told him to kill his neighbors or whatever. That was, that was like in the 70s. I, I, I could have used a more modern example. That was horrible. I don't even know the story. The son of Bob, it was a, a cat, and I don't know. 
horrible. That the fanatic. Fanatic is defined as a person filled with excessive and single-minded zeal. I'm part of this. I'm part of this. I'm just not single-minded in my zeal. I've got lots of zeal. I'm a fanatic about lots of things. I'm a fanatic about pizza. The Godfather parts one and two, and I'm fanatical about Godfather part three, but for different reasons than I'm fanatical about parts one and two. Funk, neo-soul, southern rock, passionate, fanatical, Doritos, fanatical, Tarantino, rich garlicky red sauce, movies from the 80s, fanatical. But I'm not singularly fanatical because I'm also fanatical about my bride and I'm fanatical about Cadence and Acacia and Jordan and our little Morky Stella and I'm fanatical about my friends and I'm fanatical about my neighbors and my community. And I'm fanatical about Jesus. I'm fanatical about this call he's called me to. So I'm, I have lots of zeal, and I'm fanatical about lots of stuff. I'm just not singularly fanatical. And God speaks, and that doesn't make me weird. That makes me in relationship. Because we speak with people we're in relationship with. And even if there's a barrier of language. When I was in Mexico, God bless me, I tried, I tried my little heart out. I was speaking some of the worst Spanish ever. I was trying, but I got the message across. If someone has sign language and can't speak, that's still a barrier that can be overcome. Where they're still communicating. There's still nonverbal communication. When we're in a relationship with God, he speaks, we speak, he listens, we listen. Maybe you're afraid to hear from God because you think he might ask you to do something that you don't want to do. And that's legit. That's legit. Fair enough. He might highlight a sin and say, stop. A pattern of sin. And he might say, stop. Stop. That's not what I, that's not me in the, that's not you in me. That's, stop. Maybe we don't want to hear that, but once again, that's pride. Maybe we think he's going to call us to, like, the worst parts of the world and do a missions trip. And here's my experience. He normally doesn't call fearful, immature people to do some big major task until he's kind of growed that person up a little bit. So they're just grown up a little. And then maybe he will, maybe he won't. I don't know, but either way, we don't have to fear it because he is good and only good. Man, I love it when Peter, who, who prayed over our kids um, today, when he prays almost all the time, I almost every time, I hear him say, God, you are good and only good. And I'm like, amen. You are good and only good. We don't have to worry about what he's going to say. If he's highlighting sin, saying, hey, I want you to stop this, I've asked you to stop it. In my word, you see that that doesn't glorify me. And in my word, you see that is sin. And I'm asking you to not do that. It's not good for you. It'll kill you. It'll harm our relationship. It'll serve as an obstacle between you and I. So I'm asking you to stop it. Legit. 
We don't have to fear that. Number three. The third mental obstacle that keeps us from hearing God's voice is unforgiveness. Please hear me. Please push past this barrier right now. If something's right now stirring up within you, if a hurt or an offense is stirring up within you, I'm asking you right now to push past this barrier so that you can hear from the Lord. When we hold on to hurt and resentment and unforgiveness and bitterness, we hold on to any of these things, then that hardens our hearts to some degree. And it prevents us from hearing from God. At least it prevents us from hearing from God clearly. Maybe we get a tainted view of what God is saying because we're, we're hearing it through this filter. Don't you want to hear stuff through the filter of grace? I do. Don't you want to hear stuff through the filter of mercy? I do. I, I need to. Don't you want to hear stuff from the filter of kindness? Ah. Oh. Or to hear things from the filter of the heart of God. Some of you have been hurt badly, and I know this. Whether it happened a week ago, a day ago, a month ago, a year ago, or years ago. I, I know that, that pain can linger, and I know that it's easy to hold on to. But I want to let you know right now, you got to let it go. you got to let it go of unforgiveness. You have to. Not for their sake, but for your sake. The resentment's killing you. The unforgiveness is killing you. The, un the bitterness is hardening your heart, and that's not what we've been given. We've been given a new heart, a new pliable heart heart of flesh given by God that's pliable to him, that's sensitive to him, that trusts him. And so we got to forgive because if we don't, we've just made ourselves Lord of our heart. And that's a dangerous place for all of us to be in, Lord of our heart. Christ has to be Lord of our heart. Resentment is a self-inflicted wound that allows people from your past to continue to hurt you today. we got to give it to him. You need to let it go, not because they deserve forgiveness, but because you need to walk in freedom and peace and joy and love and all the amazing things that God has for us. These are three barriers or obstacles or things. But I promise you this. If we're in conversation with the Lord and there's other things beyond it, God will speak it to you. He'll let you know. He'll let you know if busyness is getting in the way of you hearing from God. And he might say, turn off the TV. Shut down your device. Go for a walk. Just let's go for a walk together. 
busyness is clouding you from hearing from me, and I want to speak. I want to say some really cool things, but you're so busy. And, and those voices on, on the TV and on YouTube, and just shut it down. Let's go for a walk. And just hear me as I, as I tell you how much I love you. That's one barrier. It could be many. I, can we just close our eyes? And, and can each one of us just ask the Lord, Lord, is there a barrier right now that is preventing me from hearing from you? Is it one of these that, that we talked about today or is it something else? If so, Lord, we're listening and we want to give it to you. We want to repent if we need to repent. We want to agree with you if we haven't been in agreement. And we want to receive a touch from you of healing or assurance if, if we need to hear that. So let's just pause for a moment and just have that quick dialogue with the Lord. I'd like to throw this out there if everybody and if this doesn't apply to you then stay in that place where you are right now but just hear this real quick if there's anyone here who doesn't know Jesus that means you don't know his grace you've only heard about it if there's someone here who doesn't know Jesus you just have heard about his traits but you don't know him because you haven't given your life to him you can do that right now if that's what you want to do. I am not here to manipulate or cajole or talk anyone into anything. But if in your heart you're like, I want to know God. I want to know Jesus. I want to give my life to him. I want to give him the steering wheel, the reins. I want to make him Lord. Then you can do that right now. So with all eyes closed, except for whoever I might be talking to, if there's anyone here that right now says, I want to give my life to Christ. Would you just raise your hand? Would you lock eyes with me? Would you make it abundantly clear that right now you're responding to something God's doing, and in that response you're saying yes to him? Is there anybody? Lord, I thank you for everybody in this place, for every individual, for every heart for every couple, for every marriage, every family, for every person. I just ask that at this moment right now and throughout the day, you would just speak the wonderful, trustworthy, loving things that you want to speak. And Lord, let us unbusy ourselves so we can hear from you. Lord, let us forgive so we can clearly hear from you. Lord, let us set pride aside so we can hear from you. And Lord, let us not be afraid, but courageous so we can hear from you. Clearly, affectionately. In Jesus' name, amen.